What's cracking, big dogs? Saturday, which means it is Q and assault time. We are live right now. If you're watching this on YouTube afterwards, you're not watching me live, of course. If you want to join the live streams in person, in the flesh, raw, unadulterated, unfiltered, you want to ask your questions via the live chat, you have to sign up on patreon.com slash BDGE. BGE. This is all Q&A. All sit, start, trade, waiver wire. I've already seen multiple tequila questions, so they will be all over the place as they usually are. There, there, there has been a, a, a baby. Like, I don't know where it's coming from, but there's been a baby screeching outside of my window. For It, it stopped like a minute or two ago, but it was screeching for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, what What are you doing as a parent that would make a baby screech at that level? Like, why is it, it's it's yelling as if he's, he's being mauled by a tiger. Like, babies are like, they're like, they're like wonder balls. Like, remember those candies, you know, the, the chocolate balls where like you didn't know, like 15 years ago, you didn't know what you were actually going to get out of them. I feel like that's what babies are. They're just like, it's like rise and grind. But for a baby, it's like. It's like rise and screech, rise and cry, rise and shit yourself, rise and throw up for no fucking reason. Like, I'm never having baby. I'll tell you that right now. All right. As per usual, we're going to go through some of the wide receiver cornerback matchups that PFF has slated to see shadow coverage. Okay. The first one up on this list is Marquise, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown playing against the Houston Texans. Huge advantage for Marquise Hollywood Brown. Bradley Roby is supposed to shadow him. I'm not worried about Marquise Brown is one of those guys that is he's like a Tyree Kill type where his skill set, his playmaking ability is not necessarily I don't want to say he's not shadowable, but shadow coverage for a guy like him who creates and separates and makes his own mismatches is not as big of a concern. Plus, Bradley Roby's no one on the Houston Texans passing defense makes me nervous about anything. Okay, so Marquise Brown is supposed to get shadowed by Bradley Roby. Now, I do want to look at Marquise Brown because he's one of the guys that I'm really, really excited about this week. I think he could he's in store for a monster game. And when we're looking back at like what he did last week, let me uh minimize myself a little bit um one of the best places to dive into statistics from the previous week are on playprofiler.com you know i use this website all the time but all of these things are free for y'all all right so i don't know why um i don't know why more people don't use it right you could see the snap share you could see the air yards the air yard share completed air. all the shit that you hear about in podcasts is basically free and available on playerprofiler.com so when you look back at last week like you see the snap share only at 68% you see the route participation at 73% only 19 routes run he had six targets on those 19 routes run and you have to remember that they beat the browns's ass by like 32 points right so don't worry about the actual playtime because their starters weren't playing all the way till the end so marquis brown what he did on an efficiency metric, what he did in terms of like what we're looking for. Average target distance, number five in the NFL. Completed air yards, number six in the NFL. 
yards per reception, number seven, yards per target, number one, yards per route run, number three. And we want to talk like this is this is what I love about Lamar Jackson, man. He's someone that works super hard. He improved every year in college. He's improving every year in the NFL. Average target distance for Marquise Brown last year. You see it right here. Number five, his average target distance was 19 yards down the field. His quality rating was number eight in the NFL. He was getting quality targets, accurate targets. The accuracy rating to him was there while he's playing downfield. Like Lamar Jackson is not a bad fit for a guy like Marquise Brown, especially he he's willing to sling the ball downfield, man. Um, so I won't waste any more time on Marquise Hollywood Brown. We'll switch back to my ugly ass face. Marquise Brown, shadowed. DJ Moore is supposed to see some shadow coverage by Carlton Davis. I don't, I don't know. Again, Tampa Bay passing defense is not one that I'm necessarily concerned about. We saw Scotty Miller last week play 85% of his snaps on the outside. Godwin was a slot guy. Mike Evans is more of a decoy. So Scotty Miller was able to, I don't want to say shred apart this Tampa Bay defense. Um, oh, no, I'm, th I'm thinking of, uh, sorry, um, my mind's in a blender. I didn't get much sleep last night. Scotty Miller's on Tampa Bay. So don't worry about what the fuck I just said. DJ Moore is going to see Tampa Bay. They're another passing defense that I'm not necessarily concerned about. They're they're a funnel, right? We've seen them bottle up Christian McCaffrey each of the last two times they played, which is something that no one else can do, right? Tampa Bay somehow has, has unlocked the key there. They have the skeleton key for Christian McCaffrey. Didn't think that key exists. You can't go to a locksmith and get that key. But Tampa Bay has figured out how to do it. I don't know how. So this could be a game where they look back at the last couple of years and they say, you know, they bottle up Christian McCaffrey. Maybe we just go extremely pass heavy in this one. Um, and we're concerned about DJ Moore. No, he still had nine targets last year, last week. He still led the team. So uh, DJ Moore getting shadowed by Carlton Davis. Not anything I'm concerned about. Marvin Jones is supposed to get shadowed by Jair Alexander of Green Bay. Now, we talked about this last week because Adam Thielen was on this list and he got shadowed by Jair Alexander. And uh, basically my point last week was like, sure, like that's a tough matchup, but the volume is going to be too high and Adam Thielen's too good of a, a receiver not to, you know, to be worried about him. And Adam Thielen obviously popped the fuck off last week and was not a concern. With Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay's out. So Jones is going to be the premier game plan, I guess you could say, for the Packers' pass defense. The Packers, I think, are going to be without a couple of their interior defensive linemen. So where I'm talking about going pass-heavy for the Bucks or for the Panthers, I think it might be the reverse this week. I think they might ride Adrian Peterson. I think DeAndre Swift might uh, be a little bit underrated this week. I think the running backs take a, a big, heavy workload. I don't necessarily like you have to like Marvin Jones from a volume standpoint, but I I don't love this matchup for him. I don't love it because I don't think they're going to air the ball out a lot. I don't think that Jerry Alexander is uh, someone that's an easy matchup for a non elite pass catcher like Marvin Jones is fine. Right. He's been he's been fun. He's been one that a lot of people like, but like don't don't confuse with liking a player and thinking him as like an underrated value in in fantasy drafts as someone who's like an elite talent okay marvin jones is like that 25 to 35 range in terms of wide receiver talent and jair alexander is probably like top 15 ish when it comes to cornerbacks so i'm a little bit concerned about marvin jones but i think just from a pure volume play he's like one of the the key targets in this offense so him hawkinson and, and swift should see a lot of targets lastly 
Robert Woods versus Darius Slay. So they actually have Darius Slay, and this is projections. This, this might not be 100% correct. PFF doesn't always have things right. They usually have things wrong. But um, Robert Woods is supposed to see a lot of Darius Slay. Not something that concerns me. Like, Darius Slay is good. Again, I think he's been a little bit overhyped the last couple of years. Plus, Robert, they, they do such a good job of moving their wide receivers around so much that I don't think he's going to see, if he does see shadow coverage, maybe it'll be like on 50 to 60% of his snaps. But Robert Woods is just too involved in this offense. Got the contract. I feel like this is his third contract extension in the last like two years. Like That's how fucking good Robert Woods is. They needed to see one week out of Robert Woods, and they're like, we need your bike for another four years. So, um, I, I don't know. Robert Woods runs like 30, 35% of his snaps from the slot, and uh, this is not a major concern for me for, for Robert Woods at all. A.J. Brown is out, and uh, I don't even know why the fuck I listed this in here, but I don't. I don't hate Adam Humphreys, low-key. I really don't, right? We're all going to be all eyes on uh, on Corey Davis. The remix of Tupac's song that no one asked for. I think a good arbitrage play here is Adam, Adam Humphreys. I think we saw some decent chemistry between Tannehill and Humphreys last week. And he gets to go against DJ Hayden, who is just not good. He has the third biggest advantage at the slot wide receiver position in terms of cornerback versus wide receiver matchup according to pff six overall so he is supposed to experience some really really good game script so if you are in a deeper ppr league i can't believe i'm wasting two minutes talking about adam humphreys but adam humphreys because aj brown is sitting one notable non-shadow piece here is uh patrick peterson is not expected to shadow terry mclaurin so that is good news for mr terry f turn that off all right let's get to some q and a's q and a's what up everybody it was good 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 have i tried the rocks tequila no i have not i'm gonna order it off drizzly though for y'all i'm gonna do it right now terramana right add to cart. i hope this is like sipping tequila go to cart nope only want one of those payment method that ain't it I'll do this afterwards. It's going to take me too long while we're sitting here. Nick, over under two and a half marks Sunday. Uh, oh, no. tomorrow I'm going out tonight. I'm going out drinking sake tonight. So I highly doubt I'm going to be in the Marg mood tomorrow. Tomorrow, seeing, I already know tomorrow is going to be a big piece of shit day for me. I want to go over under like how many Uber Eats orders I have, two and a half. I feel like that that might be fair. I might I might rip the day off with a fucking dozen donuts. And then maybe za for lunch, and then maybe Chinese food for dinner, or maybe fuck it, I'll just go out to brunch, and we will mark it up. I don't know. I don't know, dog. It's cold in New York, man. It's fucking cold. It gets why did it get so cold? It was like ninety-two degrees last week. All right, what's good? What's good? George, Dylan, Maximus, you got rolled. We bike Jonu Smith or Hawk half PPR. Uh, yo, give me give me all Hawkinson this week, man. With Kenny Galladay out, I think Hawk plays another very large role in this uh, in this passing offense. I think we continue the Hawken the Hawkenstein breakout. Which three wide receivers to start this week? Half PPR: DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Russell Gage, Paris Campbell, and Lavisca Chenault. So we are absolutely starting Allen Robinson there. Um, I would like to say Anthony Miller, but again, his snap his snap percentages were a tiny bit concerning. And we're we're gonna open up player profiler again real quick. 
And when you look at Anthony Miller, he had a good game, but only played on 45. Let me move this up a little bit for you guys. Only played on 45% of their snaps. 22 routes run, 61% route participation, 75th. So he's like still low key in a timeshare. They're starting, they're using all their tight ends. They're using like weird running backs all the time. So these wide receivers take a little bit of a hit. And uh, he played really well. His efficiency was fantastic. But I'm worried that like Miller is going to be what he's been for the last couple of years where they just don't fully trust him to be an every down player. Um, I would like to start Miller this week, but the the problem is uh, the problem is if I'm telling you to start Allen Robinson, uh, I'm absolutely not about to double down and tell you to start two Chicago Bears wide receivers. So we're going to roll with DJ DJ Moore. We're going to roll Allen Robinson, and we are going to roll with Paris Campbell. I think the uh, Minnesota um, defense is is pretty pretty shot there. You got rolled. Full PPR flex, Djax, J.K. Dobbins, Zach Moss, Sutton, or Hurst. I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I, I'm going to go back to the well on on Deshaun Jackson. I think um, I think he didn't have a lot of production last week, but only two of his only two of his targets were deemed catchable. Ton of air yards, ton of terrible targets. I think we flipped the script there. We got Lane Johnson bike on the line. Um. So I, I think uh, I think we're expecting a better day out of Sean Jackson, hopefully. Who should I start, Hayden Hurst or Chris Herndon? Half point PPR. Uh, I have Hayden Hurst. I want to say ranked a little bit higher. Let me let me pull up my rankings for y'all. But guys, any like really basic sit star questions like that? Like you you already have access to my rankings via Patreon. I posted them yesterday or two days ago, and they're updated frequently. So questions like that, like the just straight up Hurst or Herndon. Oh, actually, okay. So I have Chris Herndon actually ranked higher now with, uh, what's his face, ruled out. Jameson Crowder ruled out. I think Chris Herndon is in line for like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of targets there. San Francisco is kind of banged up on the on the defensive side of the ball too. So um, I'll roll with Herndon there. Did you ever figure out why your neighbor, oh, sh I told you guys about that. No, I never, I didn't, I didn't talk to her about, a. um, I haven't ran into her in person yet, but she texted me the other day and she was actually one of the people who like hit me up and was like, um, yo, your, your margarita tattoo is the do-garita. She was like one of the first people to say that. So apparently whatever I did wasn't that bad, or maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. It was pretty intoxicated um half PPR Big Ben Tannehill or Wentz um I guess I with AJ Brown out I, I think you have to move Tannehill down a little bit but he was ranked the highest out of all those guys for me but it's, it's Big Ben and, and Ben Roethlisberger or it's Ryan Tannehill at QB 13 Big Ben at QB 14 and Wentz at QB 17 um so I'm I'm not going to start Wentz until I actually see, you know, that line holding up for him. So I will go with Tannehill here. I think he gets it done on the ground as well. Um, and I don't really know if I trust Big Ben yet. I mean, he went against the Giants passing defense, which I have like very, very little confidence in. So I'll go with Tannehill there. 
full PPR, Hawkinson or MVS, Lazard or DJ Moore? All right, so I'm going to go with Hawkinson over MVS. Something I touched on this week. MVS is uh, still like a very part-time slot guy or part-time snap guy. And uh, an MV- he's more of like a downfield guy. So I don't see him being a big playmaker in PPR. If he doesn't score a touchdown, I feel like we're probably not getting a big a big day out of him. So I'll go Hawkinson, and uh, I will, I'll go back to DJ Moore again. The, the targets are there. The PPR play is going to be there. Skirt. Welcome, Mike. I have JT Moster, J.K. Dobbins, White, Edmonds, and Mixon. Is it time to trade Mixon half PPR? Yeah, it's been it's been done. Try time to trade Mixon. I mean, his value is going to be pretty fucking low right now, though. That's the problem. Um, I'm I'm completely fine trading Mixon if you can, but you probably have to wait until he has a good game, and I can't predict that for you. I mean, yeah, like. I wouldn't say your running backs are necessarily strong. Like I'm, I'm expecting a drop off from Mostert after like the first month of the season. Um, but JT's fucking phenomenal, obviously. Uh, and then those other guys, it's kind of a good replacement because if you get rid of Mixon by the time you do, Dobbins and Chase Edmonds will probably play a bigger role in their respective backfields. Half PPR: Emmanuel Sanders or Darius Slayton. I'm gonna go with Emmanuel Sanders. It's just straight up, I, I have more confidence in that offense. I have more confidence in his quarterback. I have more confidence in his role and more confidence in him just being a consistent part of that offense. Mika, I've never seen a man so unbelievably handsome in all my days. Absolute stud. All right. Well, that's the first lie I've seen in the chat. I'm sure there are many, many more coming. Half PPR, Preston Williams or Paris Kimbill. Uh I'm not sure what Devontae Parker's status is. At. Regardless, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take uh, Paris Campbell over him. Preston Williams is in for a tough, 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 tough matchup on the defensive side of the ball. He actually was the one who got shadowed by Stephon Gilmore in their first matchup last year against the Patriots, not Devontae Parker. Am I making shit up? Are they not playing the Patriots this week? Did they play the Patriots last week? Yeah, they did. I'm sorry. I'm off my game, guys. I really did not get a lot of sleep last night. What the fuck did I just do? Who are the Dolphins playing this week? Oh, the oh, man, it might be even worse, honestly. If Parker doesn't play, he's going to get a lot of Tredavious White. You hate to hear that. Yeah, I'll go with Paris Campbell. Was cracking, Michael. Half PPR. Need two wide receivers, one running back, one tight end, and a super flex. Okay. Super flex. You are going to start... Uh, who are the quarterbacks? They're Tannehill and Derek Carr. Raiders got a tough matchup this week, now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with Tannehill as the quarterback, Superflex over Carr for sure. Oh, I'm having so much trouble finding the right tabs to be in. I have so much shit open all the time; it's out of control. Need two wide receivers. You have Moore, Cooper, Bobby Trees, Miles Sanders. Okay, so two wide receivers. We're gonna go with uh, Bobby Trees for sure, and then. I'm going to play Amari Cooper over DJ Moore. That pace in Dallas is just so good. They were they had the, the fastest pace in week one, which is so good to see after what they did last year. You know, they were like the third highest pace of all NFL teams. And, you know, I would be lying if I, if I wasn't saying I was a little nervous about that carrying over with Mike McCarthy now here. But seeing how fast they p- played last week, this this could be like a really big time shootout in Atlanta this week or against Atlanta this week. 
So we'll go with Cooper and Bobby Trees. And for your one running back, uh, I'm going to play Miles Sanders over Zach Moss, Benny Snell. And for tight end, we're going to go with Jared Cook, baby. Jared Cook's about to blast the fuck off in this week. Devonta Parker versus Buffalo. Spaghetti Anderson versus TB or leave my flex open. Uh, I, this is this is a go fade me league. So I'm going to tell you to leave your flex open, baby. I think I saw I think I saw Taco Wallace on the waiver wire. Uh, no, but for real, I'm not, I'm not playing Devontae Parker. I'm not playing a guy who we, we know he's going into the into the game limited. I, I would play Spaghetti. How do you feel about Chris Carson rest of season? Good question, man. Uh, week one was not the most enticing performance by him, despite the touchdowns. It was really good to see him involved in the passing game, but I don't think that's something we're going to be able to depend on week on, week in, week out. The carries were a little concerning, though the game script kind of dictated that they didn't need Carson on the field the whole time. I think I think Carson is a guy whose value might deteriorate over the course of the season. I think he'll be really strong for the first half, but like by the time Penny returns and Carlos Hyde seems to have a little bit of a role here, I, I could see Carson being a little bit inconsistent. But then again, like even if he is the one A to the one B, you want that in a Russell Wilson led offense. So not someone I'm dying to get rid of, but I wouldn't surprise me to see him be like a, a high end RB two. More weeks than he's in RB1. Hello, Jonstein. What's going on with Joe Mixon? Do I look to trade him? If so, who do I shout for? I would need another running back and another flex. Current flex, DJ Chark, happy PR, redraft on quarterback. That was a lot. He done fucked me up right there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you wrote this before I answered the Joe Mixon thing. But yeah, he's absolutely a sell candidate right now. Um, just send some, send some offers out. See if you can get some low end RB twos, uh, go like, go for like, uh, wait for, wait for one of these rookies to have a down game. Like look at, uh, go to a team that has top of my head. Think of guys like JK Dobbins, uh, Deandre Swift, even like a Devin Singletary. And then maybe like a high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one. In that mix, like maybe maybe Joe Mixon for, I don't know, uh, DJ Moore and um, and DeAndre Swift or Joe or DJ Moore and, um, and and Devin Singletary or even Zach Moss, one of those two. That's what I would try to do. Need to start two of three: Ronald Jones, Marquise Brown, and Will Fuller. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ronald Jones and. Will Fuller's tough, man, because he's got such a tough matchup this week against the Ravens. But I, I just can't see a way that he's not a huge part of this passing offense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Jones and Will Fuller, even though I I really think Marquise Brown's gonna have a great day too. I don't know the two they're all really good starts for me to be honest. Full PPR redraft trade. Michael Thomas and Eckler versus Jonathan Taylor or MT and Eckler versus Derrick Henry. Which side would you rather have in these trades? Um, it's it's going to depend on what your like depth is behind Michael Thomas. So from what I've researched and what I've gathered from doctors around the industry, the Michael Thomas sprain is actually not as significant as we're, as we think. They probably would have put him on the IR because this year it's transformed into like a three-week IR. So 
Michael Thomas, I actually think I'm not typically one that tries to buy injured players during the year, but I think his value in a trade is probably a lot higher than most people are going to give him credit for because I don't think this injury is as significant. So as long as he sits another week or so, he'll probably be back to, you know, being good again as soon as he's back. So depending on your wide receiver depth, I mean, it's, it's a fair trade for sure. Um, And I I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind the, the double upside there. Joe Burrow, Tannehill, or season long? Tannehill or Minshew season long? Like, which one would I rather have for the rest of the season, or which one would I rather start this week? Holy fuck, y'all got a lot of questions. Let me ask you, would you guys rather me go through the questions quickly, because there's a lot of them, or would you rather... um, Or would you rather me do it like I'm doing it now, or I'm kind of going through it more slowly, partly because I'm just stupid, but also because I can give you more analysis on it? Like, let me know which way would you rather me do it, because I want to make sure I get to all your guys' questions, because obviously you're you're paying to be here as, as Patreon members. Um, so let me know. Quickly. Oh, you guys all want them to be... Okay, cool. I, I I thought that you guys would rather have the um, the in depth breakdowns of them. All right, so I'll run through these motherfuckers like I'm Usain Bolt. Okay, pick one on the flex: Marvin Jones, Naeem Hines, and Julian Edelman. Let's go with Naeem Hines. I like the matchup and I love his involvement. I think he's going to be even more involved with Marlon Mack dead. Naeem Hines, Naeem Hines, spank that button, lads. Yeah, hit that thumbs up button if you're chilling here. I can't send you a super chat, Nick. I don't know, Pretty Richie. Uh, I don't really know how that works with a private live stream. Maybe they don't let you, but I don't need it, man. Y'all already pay me through Patreon. I don't need I don't need to take a, any extra money from y'all. You already support my drinking habits. Do you think Scotty Miller can deliver wider receivers three flex stats on a consistent basis? Brady seems to trust him. Yes, that is a very important part of it, man. I, I do think uh, we're in for a nice little treat with, with Scotty Miller owners this year. If Evans Godwin ha- keep having injury concerns, yeah, probably. Oh, you're answering the question. Thank you, Ben. Half PPR, which one are we benching? Chris Carson, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, or Miles Sanders? Okay. Um, who are the Seahawks playing this week again? The Patriots. Okay. Uh, so I'll tell you who I'm definitely starting. Robert Woods is going to be my lineup. Allen Robinson is going to be my lineup. Calvin Ridley is going to be my lineup. Now we have Miles Sanders versus Chris Carson. I like the the matchup for Miles Sanders more than I like Chris Carson's, but I will I will say I am a little bit more nervous about Miles Sanders and his health really being at 100%, or at least like what his snap counts are going to be. So, um, okay, my heart tell like listen, if I had your team, I would probably be starting Miles Sanders, or I would. Here, here's what I might do. I might sit Allen Robinson because he'll probably get James Bradbury shadow coverage and play both of the running backs. Or if you want to play the three wide receivers, my brain tells me to go with Chris Carson. My heart is saying, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders. So I wish I can give you a more professional answer, but I'm like, this. that's just how my brain works. I'm sorry. Half PPR, Paris Campbell or Preston Williams? Paris Campbell. 
Malcolm Brown or Zach Moss on flex, half PPR. Very close, but I trust Malcolm Brown more in his role, considering what we saw last week and what we saw out of Zach Moss last week was disgusting. Not in a good way. Full PPR, Hawkinson or MVS Lazard or DJ Moore. I already answered that for you, my friend. I was probably too slow getting to you. Starting Parker, no. I, I will sit him where I can. I do not trust a hamstring, especially the re-injury of it. He's probably going to re-injure it again if they play him on more than 40% of the snaps. Traded Marvin Jones, Bryce Love, and a third for Robert Woods in my Dynasty League. Good deal. Absolutely fucking fantastic deal, especially after the extension he just got. DJ Moore is an every-week start. Yes, yes. The targets are going to be there. Guys, don't, don't, don't fret about DJ Moore yet. Full PPR, DJ Chark, Deontay Johnson, or Benny Snell. Full PPR, I'm not comfortable starting Benny Snell yet, especially with the news that James Conner is fine. I think I think what, what's really coming out right now about that backfield situation is Benny, Benny Snell overtook James Conner in the game. James Conner wasn't really hurt. I think he got benched. So they trusted him, but in full PPR, if James Conner's on the field, uh, you know, playing active, I don't see a lot of reception or receiving work for Benny Snell. So full PPR, I'm going to go back to DJ Chark in this one. A lot more passing volume there, and DJ Chark will do his damn thing. Michael, PPR flex, Rojo or Deontay Johnson? Rojo, don't get cute here. Rojo's got the matchup. He's got the workload. PPR, Hawkinson or MVS? A lot of these questions. Hawkinson, man. Hawkinson's going to be a very good PPR play today. Get Hawkinson in your lineup where you can. Marvin Jones, Hines, or Edelman? Oh, full PPR. Uh, let's go Naeem Hines there. Naeem Hines there. In a non-PPR league, would you rather stash Jalen Rager or Jarek McKinnon? Uh, I would rather stash Rager. I think I think it might take this offense like a month to click, you know, between getting the offensive line healthy, between getting the weapons kind of down packed. You got to remember Rager's a rookie, so we don't know what to expect in the first month or so. You know, the playtime and um, the connection between himself and Wentz. But I think he's a real fuck. I think he's the truth. I think he's a baller. So I'd rather stash Rager. Wentz or Big Ben starting Sanders, starting Sanders and Goddard stack. Um, so straight up, based on my rankings, I would I would start Big Ben over Carson Wentz. Why are you so down on Deontay Johnson this week in your rankings? Uh, well, we didn't see a very productive week one against uh, the Giants last week for Deontay. I think they're getting their feet wet, and it seems like he has this nagging injury, this toe injury. Um, makes me a little bit nervous. We just don't know what the pecking order is still in this passing game. Like the 10 targets, of course, were nice to see, but it didn't really happen until they started throwing the ball later in the game. So this seems like a game that they're going to want to slow down, like both on, on the Denver side and the Pittsburgh side, where they're both going to try to run the ball a lot. Um, so I like, I like Deontay Johnson this week. He's fine, but I think the inconsistency concerns are still there for me in this passing game. Flex thoughts on Scary Terry's matchup. I like the fact that they're going against Arizona, who had 82 snaps last week, are going to force Washington to throw the ball and run a lot of plays. So, yes, Terry in there. He in there. Around how long do you think for Swift to be startable in Dynasty half EPR? Um, I think he has, I think he underratedly has a, a big game today. I think he has a big game today. I still think. I think it might be a while before he's actually comfortably startable. I, I would say, I would say, like week six is when you'd start considering him to be in your flex spot. It's probably going to be more matchup based, though. He's gonna he's gonna play a very big passing role. 
And I think that's going to be his role for a long time. And we'll have to see if he starts getting more rushing work. But that's not a given yet. <laughs> also, again, guys, if there's just straight up um, sit star questions, like flex questions, you could just go straight to my rankings. So if I'm going to be going through them quickly without real, I, I realize I just asked you guys, like, should I go through them fast or slow? And you guys are all like fast. And I was like, yay, we're going to do them fast. And then I still do them really slow. It's unbelievable. I'm like the Adam Gase of pace when it comes to answering questions. Having Rodgers at quarterback, Lazard or Scotty Miller? I just straight up think Scotty Miller is still the better flex play this week, regardless. Scary Taylor, Scary Terry or Hollywood Brown? Mm. That's so close. Man, I would love to have both of them in my in my lineup. I think I have Terry ranked higher this week. But man, they they are they are going to be I, it's really hard to lean one way or another. Again, my, my heart tells me Terry, but I almost feel like my gut is telling me Hollywood Brown on this one. The matchup is a lot better. You've got Melvin Gordon ranked 20, not worried about Pitt D. I haven't benched right now. I got scared. Yeah, I mean, 20 is not really that high. I mean, think about it. If Philip Lindsay was out and he was not going against Pittsburgh, I would probably have him around top 12. He's going to get 14 to 16 carries and probably four to five targets in this one. Um, the problem is he's probably going to go like 14 for 47 and then like four for 24. You're kind of rolling the dice on whether or not you think he gets into the end zone. Obviously, that Pittsburgh defense is fucking absurd. So, I'm, of course, I'm worried about him. Honest opinion on that, do Rita. So, I, I put up the full... The full uh, I've put up the full video review on Instagram, but I didn't put it on my personal one. I put it on the big dog. If you're not following Big Dog's Fantasy, that's where I put it up on. So I did a, a full review on it. It was it 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 got me fucked up. I'll put it that way. There's so much tequila in it. Pretty sure it was absinthe, not Mountain Dew that made it lime green too. Any confidence starting Swift? No, not this week. I'd be lying if I said I'd, I'd be, I was confident putting him in my lineup. All formats, time to sell high. Boyd, he salvages performance with a garbage time touchdown, but should we be concerned with A.J. Green? Yeah, A.J. Green seems to be the the, the guy to own in that offense right now. Uh, no, I'm not worried about D.J. Chark. I'm much more, yeah, I don't I don't like the way, I understand Tyler Boyd is like finishing with production, but I, I don't like the way it's coming. Like in, in games where they're not throwing the ball that much, it seems like Boyd is probably not going to get his, uh, he ain't going to eat. So, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about Boyd. Sorry, that we great with Chubb. Looking for upside. Would you sit Scary Terry for Lizzie Lazard? No, I, there's no Lazard does not have more upside than Terry, and Terry has a higher floor. So no, nah, no way I would do that. Too too cute there. Zach Moss, Malcolm Brown, Benny Snell as flex half PPR. Uh, I'm gonna roll with Brown. I'm gonna roll with Malcolm Brown there. Matthew, Joe. Have two flex spots to fill. John Brown, Preston Williams, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Paris Campbell. Uh, for me, it's John Brown and Keenan Allen. The matchup for Keenan Allen against KC offense is going to dictate like way too much passing work for him to not to get a shitload of targets. And I think John Brown just looked so good and looked like the, the legitimate number one target for Josh Allen last week. And they have a beautiful matchup against Miami off the top of my head. So, yeah, Joe, I'm going to go John Brown and Keenan. Would you pick up Devonta Freeman already? No. Whatever the rest of your question was, I'm not going to look at it. Holy shit, a lot of questions. 
Need to start two. Terry McLaurin, Melvin Gordon, DJ Moore, DJ Chark. Uh, I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin and DJ Moore, assuming it's some sort of PPR league. PPR, Lockett or Hollywood Brown? Tyler Lockett. There's just no way you could sit Tyler Lockett at this point. Need upside on a tough matchup. Do I start Cam Newton or, or over Wilson or should I? Yeah, stop being cute on that one. Uh, Yeah, Russell Wilson, stop it. Quickly, rapid fire. Wow, I'm really far behind. Half PPR, Dak or Josh Allen? Uh, Dak Prescott for sure. Ah, actually, I forgot how good his matchup. I'm still going to go with Dak. That matchup is just too good. I have Dak at quarterback three, Josh Allen at quarterback five. It's Corey Davis, Parker 2.0. Also check trades. Also shut your mouth. I'll check my trade. Yannick offered me a trade real time. Let's see. Wow. Jalen Rager for Joe Mixon. What a fucking offer. Except. It's Corey Davis, Parker 2.0. Uh, no. Corey Davis stinks. And as long as AJ Brown is alive, he won't be. Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? Burrow, Tannehill, or Minshew? It's close, but I'll probably take Tannehill. For my second flex spot, pick one of Antonio Gibson, Zach Moss, Chenault, Russell Gage. Zach Moss. Going to get enough work. Good matchup. You said Goff last week, but Brady is playing a bad defense. So the Bucks run all game. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that like Brady doesn't really have a ceiling going against the Panthers. The matchup is... The matchup is too tough, I, th I feel like, to tell you to sit him, to be honest. But I do feel like this Rams-Eagles game is going to be... Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you to go Goff over Brady. I'm going to go Brady. Love being at home. It's just a terrible matchup. I think you're getting too cute if you're going Goff there. Though I will say, like, I like the outlook for both of these passing games only because both of their defenses against the run are very good. So I'm going to go Brady. You see Dobbins and Swift taking over soon. Uh, no, not for a while. Can I get a Hoy? I don't really know what the fuck that is, Ash, so I'm not going to embarrass myself trying. Devonta Freeman also no already. Tannehill or Watson? Uh, Watson. Tannehill, if Tannehill maybe had A.J. Brown, I would think about it, but no. Sanu, Renfro, or Parker in PPR. You want to talk about yikes? Yeah, that's a big yikes. I'm not I'm not starting Sanu. He literally just got signed. Parker is a hamstring injury, so I guess by default I'm going to start the 55% snap guy, Renfro. Thomas, I don't know how how are you in uh how are how are you in that big of a fucking trash can already? Danny, what's good? Hope you're well, man. Need two of three full PPR. Yeah, you, you forgot to uh you forgot to list the options. Goddard or Malcolm Brown in flex PPR? Give me Malcolm Brown there, Eddie. Favorite pick for Survivor Pool this week? Um Probably the Bucks. Yeah, I would I would likely go with the Bucks. Um 
Yeah, probably the Bucks. I don't hate Tennessee either. Nick, should I trade Kittle for Jared Cook and J.K. Dobbins? Happy PPR. What's the best book you've ever read? No, I would not trade Kittle for Jared Cook and J.K. Dobbins. Especially not in a keeper league now. Oh, uh, keeper league. Ooh, uh, didn't see that one. That might be worth doing, yeah, because you could keep J.K. Dobbins next year, and he will likely be the lead. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. I think the Kittle injuries semi serious. I think Jared Cook can more than fill in as a tight end one uh, for this year, and J.K. Dobbins in a keeper league is just too fucking beautiful. What's the best book you've ever read? Uh, I don't I don't read much, if at all. I just can't do it. I I think I've lost all my like attention span. Um just because of content, bro. Video, audio, I can't I can't do reading anymore. I I love as as like basic as this is, I love the book The Alchemist. The Alchemist is such a fantastic fucking book and if you've never read it, I would highly suggest it. Is Brandon Cooks or Cortland Sutton droppable? Yes. Um, not Cortland Sutton. Brandon Cooks is though, if you need a spot. Need to start either a is Swift, AP, or Peyton Barber at the RB2 this week because injuries preference. Uh in a standard AP in PPR Swift. Danny, sorry, rest of my message. DK versus the Pats, Amandola versus the Pack, or Nikhil Harry versus the Hawks. PPR, need two of three. I want DK, but worry about it. He gets locked up. Um Yeah, no, in, in uh, with those choices, Amendola and Harry, I know I don't like DK this week, but I don't think you could you can't sit him for those guys. In the second matchup, I actually don't I, I don't think either of them are that bad of plays in, in full PBR. Um Amendola should see an uptick again, like he did last week. Amendola was low key like the leading receiver there with Kenny Galladay out. Um so uh I'm 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 probably gonna go with Nikhil Harry here, only because I do think the Pack are going to lean on the run more. And, uh, I mean, uh, Detroit's going to lean on the on the run a little bit more to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. So I'll go with Nikhil Harry there. Plus, him and Julian Edelman were literally the only two guys to get targeted there. What's your most ordered Uber Eats meal? Good fucking question. Um, definitely Pizza. There's like three really good pizza spots in my area. Angelo's, Baker's Pizza. You know, it's weird. Like coming from the suburbs, every suburban town has that like one Chinese food town. That's one Chinese food restaurant in the middle of town. Um, and like, I can't find a good Chinese food spot in New York. Like all of them are like kind of like upscale and it's like $22 for and order sesame chicken. I'm like, bitch, just give me the lunch special. That's like six ninety nine. That comes with forty two pounds of food. My most ordered Uber Eats meals is definitely like three slices of za, one buffalo chicken, one plain, one meatball. Well done. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Scott. Is it still the morning? It's one twenty. What do you mean, good morning? Grow up. Sean Jackson, Zach Moss, James White in full PPR. Oof. Um, I'll go with James White. Full PPR there. Allen Robinson or Marquise Brown. Full PPR. Allen Robinson. Swift or James White. Half PPR. 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to trust my gut here and say Swift. Is Akers a buy low yet in Dynasty? I feel like all of the rookie running backs are buy lows right now. You could buy Jonathan Taylor low. I heard there was, I heard there wasn't an injury in his backfield. I heard that nobody knows that he's going to be good. Corey Davis or Tyreek? Okay, enough of that. I didn't even need to read the name to know who it came from. I know it's in the rankings, but base pure line upside, Hawkinson or Goddard? Yeah, still God, still Hawkinson. I still think he has, he has more upside, I think, than Goddard. Gregory, just want to say thanks, man, for your work. Been with you from the start when you first unveiled the logo. I don't even remember unveiling the logo. I don't know how you remember that. You know what's funny about how I got my logo? I'm trying to remember like exactly how it happened, but I had the name and then I was like, how do I want to do this? How do I don't want to make the logo. And I knew I was going to talk about fantasy football stuff, but even back then, even when I first started, I knew that I didn't want to put the brand into a box where it was just football shit. So I was like, I'm definitely not putting a football in the logo of the brand, right? So I can make it a little bit more universal. And when I talk about, you know, when I say big dogs got to eat, when I think about what it means, it's it's much more of like a business-minded thing. So I knew I had to put the the bow tie on it, you know, for business sense, then obviously the fork and spoon. And I remember like Googling free logo maker or whatever, right? Like free logo makers on Google and I go to the websites and try to find like a template for, well, I didn't know what exactly I was looking for, but I knew when I saw it, I would know that that was it. And I found one. I I found just the the fork and the spoon together. And I think there was something underneath it where the BDGE is now. And I remember like it was one of those sites where you couldn't actually get it for free. You uh, You had to pay for it to download it. So I used like a screenshot tool and I screenshot like I fucking just stole it straight off the website without paying for it. I used a screenshots tool to get it. And I put it into Photoshop and then I found the bow tie from somewhere else and put it in. I have no idea where I got the font from BDGE from. Um, but I just, it literally was like the most ghetto pieced together logo at the time. It took me like 22 minutes and I stole it from like three different websites. And uh, I couldn't be happier with how it came out and what it is now. Need upside. Should I start Robbie Anderson over Marvin Jones? Other wide receivers, Robert Woods. So I have a floor. Uh, nah, Josh, I'm still going to go with Marvin Jones. I think he still has the upside that Anderson does and that he can come down with like that 50, 60 yard touchdown. And without Galladay, I like that. Like the thing with, you know, the Tampa Bay or the Carolina offense is like, I think that Robbie Anderson's floor is going to be very low. Like if he doesn't break away that 70 yard touchdown last week, you're, you're looking at a 40 yard game. And I think more often than not, it's probably what we're going to see. So I like, I like Marvin Jones there regardless. Cam or Brady, one quarterback league. Uh, I mean, hard to sit Cam at this point, man. Hard to sit Cam. How you feeling on Ruggs and Nikhil Harry starting either over Swift and full PPR? Man, I wish I, I do not trust Ruggs' health. We haven't heard anything about Ruggs. Um, we have not heard anything about Ruggs and his knee. Once he came back last week, he was just completely unusable and they didn't he was just a decoy he was not catching passes 
and I'm worried that whatever happened to his knee, let me see if I could search it right now and see if we have any updates on it. So we're just going to act like it didn't happen. Oh, it did not practice on Thursday. Yeah. So I, I've, I, I'm, I'm really, really concerned about the injury to rugs right now. So I'm not going to play rugs. Who was the other option to kill Harry over Swift and full PPR. That's fine. Um, I'll, pr I'll probably go with Swift. I think, I think Matt Patricia, I, I this is one of those pieces of analysis I think is more non-analytical and more like a common sense, like big overview picture. I think coming off of last game, Matt Patricia knows he needs to get DeAndre Swift's confidence back. So I think a lot of their game plan is to get, um, is to get Swift involved early and often in the passing game. So don't be surprised if we see like three or four first half catches for DeAndre Swift. I think he's like, I think he understands that, this, you know, for a rookie to have something like that happen to him, like that could, that could, I don't want to say make or break your career, but that could be like a big confidence swing for the rest of the season. So I, I think Matt Patricia is uh, hopefully competent enough to understand that. So I'll go with DeAndre Swift there. Flex half PPR, Dobbins or Malcolm Brown. You have them ranked pretty close. And also the Alchemist is my favorite book too, man. Yeah, it is, uh, it is fucking unbelievable. I haven't, I haven't read it in a while, so I'm going to have to reread it soon. But I, I know it, it gives me like a refreshed energy every time I do read it. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Malcolm Brown. I don't trust J.K. Dobbins' role. Like, last week he had an absolute shit game if he doesn't score the two touchdowns. And, you know, for all we know this week, it could be Mark Ingram on the goal line. So I'll go with Malcolm Brown. Later, Yannick. Thank you for joining me. Kisses. Kisses to the wife and the kids. Mainly to the wife, though. Ash. I dropped Hayden Hurst for big boy Jared Cook. Well, I regret that. Absolutely fucking not. Danny, Nick, you get that strong feeling. D Swift is this year's Miles Sanders. AP is 35-ish, and Caron looked dead. Second half season, Swift looks like a stud. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I think, I think Swift is just what's going to happen. He's just going to have the pass catching role for a while, and then hopefully, you know, he gets more and more running work. He's going to need to break like one or two big runs to show that he needs to be on the field more. But yeah, I, I feel great about Swift second half. Your 14 things I've learned. The Hardway article is amazing. I read through the entire thing and I relate to pretty much every each aspect of it. Greatly appreciate that one. Thank you. That was, I, 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 I truly believe in my heart that that will probably be like the best piece of, it's really like my only written piece of content. The only piece of content I made specifically with the intention of having it being written. I actually, I think that will be the best piece of content I put out in the next five years. I don't know if I'll ever top it. I'll, I'll rewrite it again in, in 10 years when I, when, when we hit 2030 and we started a new decade with all the shit that I've learned the hard way over that decade. Um, but, but thank you. I really just sat down one day and kind of like blacked out and wrote that in one sitting and just got everything off my chest. I possibly could have. When is too soon to panic and redraft my RB ones are Connor and Eckler. Uh, I'd be very concerned about Connor. Um, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit concerned about Eckler. I think, um, I think we need to give it two weeks, minimum two weeks, because the way you look at things like week one, it's okay to panic. But what happens is if week two happens and that player has a big game, then just think to yourself like, okay, what happens if that game, like say, say Austin Eckler is going against the Chiefs, right? And he catches six passes, goes over a hundred totally off from scrimmage, gets in the end zone once or twice. If that happened in week one, 
you'd be going into week two completely optimistic about Eckler. And then if he had the game in week one that he had in week two instead, you would not be as down on Eckler as you would normally be because he had the game in week one. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that made sense at all, but it skews things because it's the first thing that happened and we don't have enough sample size. We're just, we're just computers. Our heads are computers that the more numbers we get into them, the better calculations we can make and the better our algorithmic fucking senses work in our head. So when we don't have a lot of, um, when we don't have a lot of information to work off of, we're extremely intense with the numbers that we do have. Right. And we only have the one week. So two weeks, good. Um, but Connor specifically, I really think he got benched for Benny Snell. Just the eye test, man. Like Benny Snell looked like the better running back. If Eckler does not have a big game in the receiving game against KC this week, I will be extremely concerned. Yeah. What up, Mr. Influence? Feelings about Melvin Gordon week two. Half PPR redraft have AP as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm definitely the Pittsburgh defense is fucking legit, but not legit enough for me to sit him for AP. Thoughts on Bengals offense after the game versus Cleveland mixing Boyd Green. Um, again, I'm still, as I was after week one, very nervous about Joe Mixon. I think he's a sell candidate. No matter what you say about his talent, like they're showing you that they're not using him in that passing game capacity. That's Gio's role. Two-minute, four-minute passing game situations is Gio's. He'll never come to his ceiling. Boyd, a little nervous as well. Uh, A.J. Green, He's the most optimistic I am of any of them. 13 targets after a big nine target game in week one. Um, like his involvement is just fucking screaming through the computer screen. So green stonks up. I know he like dropped a few balls, but like, listen, some of them are really tough catches. Green's the one I want to own here. You literally have Dobbins, Preston Williams, Corey Davis, bike to bike to bike in your rankings with Dobbins slightly ahead. Is that who you'd be most willing to start in a full PPR? All three are risky as fuck. Yeah. Um, so Preston Williams will probably move back a little bit if Devontae Parker plays. I probably put him in there thinking that Devontae Parker wasn't going to play. But if if he doesn't suit up, then, I mean, he still gets Tredavious White, so it's a tough matchup. I think the volume will be there. I think the volume will be there for Corey Davis too, and Corey Davis gets a better matchup. So in a full PPR I'd probably actually lean Corey Davis over Preston. Um, and if you're looking for floor, I would go Corey Davis. If you want upside, I'd probably go J.K. Dobbins. Is it bad to have multiple players from the same team? I managed to draft Mark Andrews, Hollywood, and J.K. Dobbins. Likewise with the Rams, Wood and Brown. No, I, I think it's fine as long as it's on a good offense. Like Mark, Mark Andrews and Hollywood, totally fine owning both those guys because they are the target funnel of that team, right? They combined for like 50% of the targets last year. That's what you're looking for. So as, as the team offense efficiency comes down, the less you want to own multiple guys. But those three specific examples, um, I'm not worried. It's, when you're talking about a quarterback and running back or quarterback wide receiver stack, I don't, I don't worry about that shit, even in a poor offense. Um, but multiple skill players, I do get nervous about. Thanks for all the help. In a non-PPR standard league, I need three out of these four wide receivers. Chenault, Diggs, Scotty Miller, and Anthony Miller. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting Chenault there for sure. Love the matchup for Diggs. Love the opportunity and matchup for Miller. And then same thing for Anthony Miller. Half PPR. Ingram, Moss, or Malcolm Brown and Flex need some upside. Uh, I think they all have about similar upside and 
Nah. They're all like kind of the same fucking player, to be honest. They're just like fat running backs. I'll take the one in the best offense and the one who has the offense that runs the ball the most. So I will go with Ingram there, Joshua. All right. I want to rip off the last question here from Ben, and then I need to take a nap because I am soon to pass away. I'm so tired. Start two, half PPR. James White, Deontay Johnson, Paris Campbell. Oh, uh, that's so close. Um, I'm going to go with the first two. I'm going to go with James White, and I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson, Ben. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm bouncing out of here. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Nothing but love from the headquarters. Um, I hope you all enjoy the rest of your weekend. You guys should go out. You guys should go drink some sake tonight. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to go drink sake. I'm going to have some fun. Thank God I don't do live streams anymore on Sunday. Um, It's all love. But if you enjoyed the video, if you're watching afterwards, please hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Subscribe to Patreon if you want to be in the live stream for next Saturday, as well as just get my weekly rankings um, and all the above. Good luck in week two. Enjoy the Terramania. Appreciate that. Where you get sake from in the city? Uh, there's a couple of really good sake bars. The one we're going to tonight is is uh, it's the first time I've ever been there. It's called I forget what the Japanese was the word was before it, but it's called No 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 N O N O N O. And there's another place called Decibel or Disciple Decibel, which is a really really cool spot. Really hard to actually get seats at though. You usually got to wait in line for forever. Um, that's it. Love y'all. Peace.